The LA Clippers are set to play the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday night. And for every Clipper fan, that adds a little bit of concern given the Clippers' recent record against the Denver Nuggets. Why do they struggle so much against them? How can they fix it? And let's get into the preview of Wednesday night's game on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in L.A. and in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. sports and L.A. Clipper content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. And I want you to let me know why you think the Clippers struggle so much against Denver. And we're going to be getting into it, all of it, in this episode, including our recent record against them, the close calls in the games that we've almost beaten them, and the game that we won I'll talk about in previewing the game on Wednesday night. But before we do that... This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place to get the greatest deals on last-minute tickets. You take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. All right, let's get into it. So the Clippers are playing Denver in their third matchup of this season. We are 11-1 against the Denver Nuggets in the last 12 games. That goes all the way back to the you know the game before that those 12 games was the one on Christmas in 2020, in the 2020-2021 season where Kawhi Leonard got hit in the face and ended up wearing a mask after. That game where Serge Ibaka played, that was his second game as a Clipper and he looked pretty good. That was the last time, besides the one win we got in these last 12 games, that we've beaten these guys. So why do we struggle against them so much? Well, let's look at the games first, right? The one win, if you're wondering when it was, it was late in the 2022 season, and it was a very low-scoring game. Of course, if you're familiar with Bas- you know, the recent NBA, the 2021-22 season was the one in which Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray were not available. So it was a totally, totally different Denver Nuggets team. They were starting Monty Morris and Will Barton alongside Aaron Gordon and Jokic. And I forget who their fifth starter was, but... It was not the same team. However, the Clippers had a switch-everything small ball unit towards the end of the game with Nicholas Patum, I believe Robert Covington from my memory, and they had a comeback victory. Now, Jokic has definitely gone a little bit better since then, in my opinion, but it's really about having Jamal Murray. And, of course, adding guys like KCP. Last year they had Bruce Brown. Now they have Christian Brown. But guys like Jamal, I mean, Jamal Murray really is the difference maker. So why do the Clippers struggle against the Denver Nuggets so much? Well, let's start with why does every team struggle against the Denver Nuggets so much? Right now, they have the best player in the world. I mean, when we first put 2-1-3 together, Jokic was not better than Kawhi Leonard. There was no, no argument for that. Nobody was arguing that. After the bubble, it was like, oh, man, Jokic outplayed Kawhi in the series. Is he better than Kawhi now? 
But then some people were like, including myself, I'm not going to give him the edge just off of one series where there was a complete collapse, you know, from everyone, not just Kawhi. And Kawhi probably did play the best in the series as far as the Clippers go, which, you know, I don't even want to talk about that series. But nobody was really saying anything about Jokic being better than Kawhi, really. Maybe Nuggets fans were. And then in 2021, after Jokic won MVP, that was when the conversation started heating up. And then over the last two, three years, last two seasons, this being the third, everybody's really had Jokic over Kawhi, except maybe, I don't know, Clipper fans might not. But right now, if you have a Kawhi over Jokic, you're just being delusional and biased. I'm sorry. Um, their argument could be for Kawhi is that in the playoffs he's really good, but Jokic was just insane in the playoffs last year. And to be honest, he's never really been bad in the playoffs. So I don't see the argument right now, even though I wish Kawhi was better. Here's the thing. When you have the best player in a matchup, that helps a lot, first and foremost. Secondly, when you have a team that complements that guy better, that makes it even tougher. I've been telling people this season, when you have the best player in the world with a supporting cast that fits them and complements them really, really well, and you have a great second option, it's really hard to beat that team. In NBA history, like when Kobe had a great supporting cast, when he was the best, it was hard to beat him. When LeBron had a great supporting cast and he was the best, it was hard to beat him. When Michael had the best supporting cast, or Michael was the best and had a great supporting cast, it was hard to beat him. That's what we're dealing with the Denver Nuggets right now. So first and foremost, everybody's struggling against them. For the Clippers, here's why I think, let's go back to the bubble. Let's rewind. Why was that a bad matchup? I think a lot of it was just the Clippers collapsing. I think, you know, there was the Trez-Jokic thing where we left Trez out there to die. (laughs) And he's not, you know, he's not a center. And then Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, nobody could slow down Jamal Murray. Nobody. And then Jeremy Grant did a really good job on Kawhi. Like, exceptional. He had the the length, the size, the athleticism to contest a lot of Kawhi's shots and not get bullied. So that was huge. But the reason why the Nuggets are really so hard to stop, besides the fact that they have constant movement in their offense, which that makes them really difficult, like Sacramento and Golden State, Jokic, the second he sees a window that he can pass, he makes the pass. And if you're not on your P's and Q's, you're not communicating all the off-ball switches, or you're not switching off the ball, you're not communicating what you want to do on those, then you're screwed. All they need is one sliver of daylight, one second, one slip. You're falling asleep, and Jokic will punish you. And he makes passes that a lot of people in NBA history just can't make. And with Aaron Gordon as a lob threat, I mean, you know, him screening and then rolling. And one of my favorite plays, in my opinion, just as an NBA fan right now, is when Aaron Gordon sets as you know it's it's Jamal Murray setting a back screen for Aaron Gordon if Jamal Murray's man doesn't help Aaron whoever's guarding Aaron Gordon then Aaron Gordon usually gets a lob but if they do then Jamal Murray can pop out because his man is helped off a of Gord on to Gordon Jamal Murray pops out comes off a dribble handoff for some daylight for a three or a jump shot so it's really really hard to guard and then if Jokic man steps up on Murray in that instance well now you got Jokic going downhill on a short roll type of situation so the reason why it's so hard to guard them is the Jokic-Murray action. You know, in the pick and roll, let me just break this down for you. Without trying to get too technical, this is how hard it is to guard them. If you go under the screen, Jamal Murray is one of the best jump shooters we've got in the league today. Cash. If you go over the screen and you don't step up, you don't help, 
Murray's running into a floater, and he's got counters for everything. That's what makes him so hard to guard and why he's so underrated to me. People look at his stats, and they think, oh, he only averages 20, 20 points a game. Like, that's not that good. But schematically, he counters what, everything you throw with Jokic, so it's really hard to guard him. And in the playoffs, he played much higher than 20 points a game. But he has counters to everything, right? So he can run into that floater. He has a stop-and-pop mid-range going both directions, which a lot of guys don't have nowadays. So he is tough. Then, if you're in, so if you're in drop coverage, same thing. He's walking into that stuff. If you the big man that's guarding Jokic comes and helps, usually a pocket pass to Jokic for either a floater or an extra pass to an open three or a lob to Gordon or KCP or whoever it may be. If you come hedge the screen or blitz the screen, you better make sure Jokic doesn't get the ball on that first pass because if he does, four-on-three situation, and he is carving you apart like a Thanksgiving turkey. Then the other option to counter pick and rolls these days, switch. Whoever's guarding Jamal Murray probably isn't over 6'8". You want to switch them on to Jokic? Be my guest. And Jokic ain't like a Joel Embiid. No disrespect. He's going to punish every switch. He's not going to leave you, uh, you know, let you off the hook. So that's why it's so hard to play them. Now, why the Clippers specifically struggle? I think every game has taken its own story. But I think it's because even after they lost... Jer- so, after they lost Jeremy Grant, we beat them in that first game in Denver. By the time we played them again, though, in April of 2021, they had Aaron Gordon. And that makes a difference because Aaron Gordon is a really, really solid player to guard Kawhi Leonard. And, of course, we struggle with the Jokic-Murray pick and roll. So... We've lost a couple of games. I mean, Paul George shot 5 for 15 in that game after the Christmas game. And we only played them one other time after that and lost by 6. And again, like when you, a lot of times, to, to tell you the truth, Jokic outplays Kawhi in these games. Like I can't remember the last time in a Denver game where Jokic got outplayed by Kawhi. Like We had the best part on the floor. It hasn't felt like that. So that's the tough, the tough thing. So to answer the question, why is it so hard? One, the Denver Nuggets are just really good. Two, we have a lot of trouble stopping Jamal Murray at the point of attack. Even Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have not shown me that they can do anything to slow the Jamal Murray down. And plus, we often don't even have them guarding Jamal Murray because we want to conserve them for the offensive end. We have no answer for Jokic. I mean, Zoo is a decent body to throw at him, but that's just one guy. And even though he did a really good job in the third quarter of the game we played against them in Denver a couple weeks ago, I mean, I'm not putting my money on any one person to stop Nikola Jokic. I'm just not. And then when you double, he's so good passing out of the double. I think the main thing is defensively, they have guys that can throw they can throw at Kawhi and Paul. Mixed with the fact that their offense is so potent. I think that's the answer. And plus, before Westbrook, the Clippers just didn't want to run. And Denver will look to push. And so those that's a combination of a bunch of things. It's very hard. 11-1. and one. I can't believe that record. What makes it more frustrating is that we lost a game last year without Jokic. We lost a game this year without Jokic and Murray. Like, at this point, it might just be psychological. I don't want to say that, though, because I feel like a win is due to come against these guys. And coming up, I'm going to be talking about the games where we were so close and what went well in those games, maybe what we can duplicate to try to find the formula on Wednesday. Going to be talking about that coming up. 
I gotta tell you a little something about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball GOAT and host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week... I am going to go with Derek Lively from the Dallas Mavericks. Why? Because I think he plays a more relevant role on his teams than the other guys that Josh selected for this week. He's been really good running the floor for the Mavs. He's added a sense of another element of athleticism that Dwight Powell, as athletic as he is, just didn't have. They're starting to make Tyson Chandler comparisons. So, you know, he's working with Tyson. I'm going to go with Derek Lively. I really like what I've seen from him this season, and I'm going to go with him this week. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team. is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. What's your dream ride? With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, so the Clippers, 11-1 in the last 12 games against the Denver Nuggets, looking to break that, I won't say break that drought. Well, let's see how many games in a row the Clippers have lost against them. So we got the three, we got the two this season. We got four last season. We got swept. One of those was without Kawhi or Paul. So that's six. And then... Seven, eight. So we lost eight straight games against them. Our last win actually wasn't late in the 2022 season. It was in January 19th, 2022. Actually, I'm sorry. January 11th, 2022. And then about a week later, we lost that game where Aaron Gordon made that game-winning three on us. So 2022, we had some. We had a little bit more luck or a little bit more um, success. But why is that? Because they didn't have Jamal Murray. Yeah, in the game that we beat them, 87-85 on January 11th, 2022, their starting lineup was Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Monty Morris, and then two former Clippers, Austin Rivers and Jermichael Green. So, like, it's just not a very strong unit. For the Clippers that day, Amir Coffey scored 18 points. So, like, how much has changed? I can't even tell you. Actually, no, no Robert Covington in that one. This was pre-trade. So, we still had Bledsoe. He had 11 points, 9 assists in that game. So my mistake on the Robert Covington front. I just remember we went small and Nicholas Batum and Marcus Morris and Terrence Mann did a really good job on Jokic. But anyway, so here's some of the close calls recently. Most notably, the one this season where they didn't have Murray. James Harden finally had like a really solid offensive game for us. And we were right there towards the end. But if it's a Zubats not closing the game was a problem. And Jokic kind of dominated us at the end of the end of it. Was getting a good shot every time down, whether he was scoring or facilitating and creating open shots for other guys. It was a huge mistake not to close the game with Zubats. So one of the things 
if you go back to the bubble, one of the main themes about our losses to Denver is not enough Zubats. So that's one thing we got to look at, especially in the form that he's in. He's playing really well lately. I would like to see him close the game on Wednesday night because it's not going to be a blowout for the Clippers, I don't think. I just don't assume that. By the way, if you're wondering about the status of certain guys, Jokic is going to play. Aaron Gordon is probable, but I think he's going to play. And Jamal Murray just came back at the end of November for one game against the Houston Rockets, but he shot poorly, and apparently he's out with an ankle injury. So either he sustained a new injury, or maybe they didn't think that he was fully healthy from the injury that he already had and want to just keep him out a couple more games to make him get 100%. I'm not sure. It would be really nice if Jamal Murray did not play, but it would also be cool to see how we stack up against them with Murray because we haven't played them with Murray this season. But the close call, yeah. So that's my my analysis on the one that we lost this season was that Zubats didn't close, and that was really tough. And then the one last season, I really felt like this was our best performance against the Nuggets fully healthy with Murray and Jokic since, I mean, maybe the bubble, like the games that we were winning in the bubble. It was 124 to 134 when the Clippers lost in overtime. And I have an episode, you know, for Locked on Clippers and I believe on Dime Dropper as well on that one. And by the way, Kawhi Leonard shot 5 for 14 in the Denver game uh, that we just lost a couple weeks ago. But mind you, that was when Westbrook was still starting. So an optimistic thing is playing them with the new starting lineup. However, we already did when they had Reggie and DJ kicking our ass. So I don't know. As I said, it feels psychological at times. But the close call last season, the main thing I noticed right off the bat is that we finally were able to have somebody that can go at Murray, and that was Westbrook. And also, one of the ways you got to take advantage of Jokic, everybody has this false perception that you can just attack him in the pick and roll over and over again, and that's not the case anymore. Jokic has really improved defensively. He does a good job of using his body to stay big, and he's just intelligent about the angles that he uses, and the way he uses his size. He's not a rim protector like that. He barely gets above the floor, above the ground, but he's a positionally smart defender. Am I calling him a good defender? Maybe not, but I'm telling you he's decent at best. I'm at worst, I'm sorry. He's decent at worst. So the, still the weakness is he's not going to really deter you at the rim. You have to try to go at it. Now, in previous years, Jokic and the Nuggets don't play drop coverage against the Clippers. Because they know that Paul George and Kawhi can exploit them in the mid-range. What they do is they hedge the screens out top. Because especially Kawhi, he is not very good at turning the corner uh, on those screens. Paul George is a little bit better. But again, the Clippers really don't have a crazy downhill threat. So throwing two guys on the ball and then having their big forwards like MPJ and Aaron Gordon take away the center's pass you know, the next pass on the short roll, make the Clippers either have to throw a cross-court pass that takes more time to get there where the defense can recover, or they wait, and then by that time, you know, wait because they don't want to uh, force a bad pass or they don't want to they don't want to risk a turnover, and while they hold the ball or maybe keep their dribble alive without making that pass, Jokic now recovers onto his man and everybody gets back to their guys. So they do a good job of hedging and recovering, Denver. And the Clippers just don't have a quick enough guard that can turn that corner. But now they have a guy that's a little bit better at turning that corner and making that pass in James Harden. So what we've seen in recent games, when teams show high on Harden and 
Paul George. They're really, I wouldn't say this about Paul George. Sometimes he can do it. But Paul James Harden is very good at making that first pass or that pocket pass that gets Zubats or Tice in a four-on-three situation. So if they do that, I would like to see us counter that and see what the James Harden effect is. But Russell Westbrook going to the basket right at Jokic, right at Murray, right past Murray, that was really showing me that our matchup had gotten better against Denver. And that was that game we had last season in Denver. Why did we lose? Well, for whatever reason, Marcus Morris was having a terrible game and was in a major slump, and Ty Lue put him in in overtime and to close the game, and he literally, I don't usually say these kind of things, but it felt like he single-handedly sold the game. Like, Marcus Morris, God bless him, but he was in a really rough patch, and it was just a disaster. It was a nightmare. But that was the best performance we had against Denver, in my opinion, with Murray in, in recent memory, was that second game with Westbrook. Our offense was really scoring a lot, and it was a good game. So, moral of the story, we still should put Jokic in the action. We should try to go to the rim as much as we can. And let's see if they hedge the screens, what Harden can do against them. Kawhi Aaron Gordon, KCPPG, they have the personnel to make life tough for these guys. But then who's guarding Harden? Last time, Reggie Jackson was guarding Harden. And he wasn't even looking to go at him one-on-one. But ever since then, clearly the coaching staff or somebody has told something to James Harden because I've said he's shot double-digit shot attempts in all of those games since. So hopefully we can see another aggressive James Harden in this one. And coming up, going to be talking more about the game on Wednesday and what I want to see from the Clippers. i got to tell you a little something about game time. Game time is the best place to get great deals on last-minute tickets. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time also has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Just download the game time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, to close out, let's talk about this one. Clippers going up against the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday night. It will be the second game of the season at home that I am missing, unfortunately. So one thing I'm interested to see is what reception is Reggie going to get? I don't think there are going to be people chanting his name this time. But if he gets booed because he kicked our butts in his return, I would be very ashamed of Clipper fans. Reggie Jackson should always get cheered no matter what for the service that he put in for this franchise when Kawhi and Paul George were constantly injured and he was constantly available and he got us to the conference finals by turning into Kyrie Irving in real time. But anyway, I can do a Reggie Jackson tribute episode another time. I know that, the, the, yeah, I know a lot of the people that are listening right now and watching the, the channel on YouTube literally just got off their U-Haul and the Greyhounds um, supporting Russ and James Harden. So they don't really know what Reggie Jackson did for the Clippers. But Reggie Jackson first-class human being. It was so great to everybody uh, from what I heard and what I saw with my own eyes. All the fans. It was awesome. But we need Reggie Jackson to not go off on us on Wednesday, right? I mean, come on. That was ridiculous. DeAndre Jordan. 
there's nothing I can say, but our effort needs to be better, and it's going to be. It's going to be because the Clippers know what they're going through against Denver. We haven't gotten to 500 yet this season since we were 3-3. Three and three. We're 9-10 and 10 right now. Let's get to 500. But what are the keys? You know, when it comes to Nikola Jokic, I think the best strategy is to make him just a scorer. It's so hard to guard him, but when you start doubling him and he gets everybody else going, then you're screwed. So I'd say single coverage, maybe a little stunting uh, off the ball, no hard doubles, just a little stunting, making him guess. It doesn't really work on him, but be alert on our off-ball switches. You know, I assume that we're going to have Zoo guard Jokic to start the game and then Kawhi against Aaron Gordon, Paul George against likely... KCP, Terrence Mann on either Reggie or Murray. And then, who do they start besides that? It's Jokic, Aaron, oh, MPJ. And then we'll maybe have, mm, yeah, we're probably going to have to put Paul George on Michael Porter. Harden guarding Reggie. Maybe Harden on MPJ. He can shoot over him, but he's not going to bully him. So, eh. We have to switch four through one. Although, I'm not sure if I trust Harden guarding Murray. Maybe two through four. We should, we should switch. Terrence, Kawhi, and Paul can all guard each other's guys. But besides that, nah. So we got to be alert on those switches. Offensively, try to put Jokic in the action, which we will, and see what we do. Uh, we should try to put Reggie in the action more. I don't know why we don't. I know he's been playing harder and better this season. But come on. He's not some good defender all of a sudden. Let's go at him. If Harden has Reggie Jackson guarding him, I want to see him ISO straight up. Even though I don't like James Harden's ISO package at all, I think he dribbles way too much for my taste. It doesn't matter. If he's creating good shots for the Clippers, that's all that matters. He needs to go at him. He needs to. As far as Kawhi and Paul, hopefully we can get a good shooting game from Kawhi. He shot 38%. Even though he had a 30-plus point game against the Denver Nuggets against in that Reggie Jackson masterclass game, he shot... He was our best player in that game, Kawhi, but... He shot 10 for 26, which is below 40%. And then in the game that we lost earlier this season, he shot 5 for 14. So we need to have a better Kawhi game. And you know what? The way he's been playing recently, I think it's coming. So if we can get Kawhi out playing Jokic, we're going to win. I promise you that. I really promise you that. That's the first step for me. But besides that, it comes down to effort. It comes down to communication on defense. And scoring so you keep them out of transition. There's no real way to guard the Jokic-Murray pick and roll. I can't tell you if there's a way to guard it. Because every other coach is has been thinking about the same thing for the last couple of years. And nobody's found an answer. So I'm not going to be able to find you an answer. <laughs> but anyway. You know, the best answer is this. You hedge the ball screen with your big. And you need to rotate on a Jokic to take that pass away from getting to him first. If you have to leave somebody open for three, like KCP or Gordon, one pass away to, to his left or right, fine. Fine. But you don't let Jokic kick the ball in the short roll. And you take Murray away. You take their two best players away and leave somebody else open for three, that's probably the best thing you can do. <laughs> what, what other option is there? Anyway, that's it for me in this episode. I hope the Clippers get the dub. Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed I won't be able to be at the game, but I'll be at the one against Portland. 11-1 in the last 12 is rough. Let's see if they can get it done. 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more Clipper content. I'll be live after the game, and I'll obviously have the episode for you on Thursday on Locked on Clippers, where you can find on all platforms, including YouTube, where we're close to 4K. Let me know why you think we struggle so much against them. And hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video, we're almost at 4K, and I want it. The age-old proverb continues. Let's see if we can get back to 500. Go Clippers.